Welcome back to the North Carolina Real Estate Show. I'm Tiffany Weber. I am an attorney in Mooresville, North Carolina at Thomas & Weber, and I am joined today by Tana Garrity. Hello. What do you do at Thomas & Weber, Tana? Am I allowed to say? <laughs> don't, don't say anything that needs to be bleeped. Okay. <laughs> we'll call it the crazy train. She's the yeah, director of the, the crazy train. Yes. I'm the director <laughs> of the crazy train. I try to keep everybody working. You you know? do, you're good at that. Because one day last week... I was out there with everybody telling a story that was completely pointless. And <laughs> oh, God. you came out there, you were out there. If y'all don't have any work to do, I can find you some work to do. <laughs> and I said, yes, ma'am. You know, like Ben used to say, you got time to lean, you, you got, got time, time to clean. clean. <laughs> that, so Ben, who she's talking about, is my late law partner. Tana worked for him for a long time, like 17, 18 years. Yeah, a long, long time. time. And when I first started working with him... I worked for a different attorney that was his former partner, and that guy liked to text a lot. So he would send me text questions, and he wanted quick answers. So I had to have my phone on me pretty much all the time. Without fail, every time I would have to pick up my phone to text my boss back, Ben Thomas would walk by and think I was goofing off. He'd say, you got time to lean, you got time to clean. I'm like, well, do you want to answer? (laughs) Finally, I just had to be like, hey... If it's bothering you, then you need to take it up with your partner. <laughs> Maybe have you propped your feet up and lean back in the Just chair. like Ben did? Yeah. You know, he probably would have thought you were working. Probably so. That was his preferred working method, especially once 5 p.m. hit. Yeah. Which is how we figured out that one day that he was wearing two different shoes to work. <laughs> I've got a picture of that on my phone. I, oh, my god! If I post this episode on Instagram, I'll have to post the picture of his two different shoes Oh, yeah, with you it. definitely will because that was hilarious. Well, after that digression. Sorry. <laughs> no, I love that. I love thinking about all those fun times we had with him. Today's topic is an interesting one. Tips for when your seller is an estate, meaning your property, uh, maybe somebody passed away and now all the heirs want to sell it. What are the special things that you need to know when you are listing a property? And this is helpful too for if you're representing a buyer, understanding the nuances that go into having an estate seller, because it is not always simple. It can be. More often than not, it is not simple. Now, my number one tip for agents who are listing property that is being sold by, I'm just going to call it an estate seller, but essentially the heirs of the estate. Work with an estate attorney, (laughs) work with an estate administrator to help get all of this sorted out. Because a lot of times people think probate is a dirty word and they don't want to go through it and they don't file the necessary paperwork. But then when they try to sell the real property they inherited, well, shoot. They got to open an estate. Right. And if they don't want to work with an estate administrator, they're going to have to do all that work themselves. And it's. It's a lot. It's a lot. If or you don't be. know what you're. It can be a lot. It doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have to be complicated. But if you're a, a, a busy person who doesn't have time to go get all this paperwork filled out. Think about the time and money you're spending trying to learn this stuff. It can be really worth it to mm-hmm. engage in a state administration attorney, and they can simplify it for you. They can help make sure all your ducks are in a row so that whenever it's time to list the property, you don't have all of these things that are undone that you didn't know you needed to do, and now you're mad you have to do them, and you're not going to be able to close until they're done. Right, and then you would also give them like a step-by-step. So, I mean, you have an idea 
You know, because some people, I mean, this is not going to all be done in a week. I mean, it right. can take weeks, depending on or how this months. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good point, is that people will think, well, it's I inherited it. It's my property now. We didn't, I don't want to go through the probate process. Well, if, if the person has that you inherited from has passed away less than two years ago, there are very, I actually can't think of anything off the top of my head that would be an exception to having to open an estate. There may be something that I'm not thinking of right now, but off the top of my head, I'm, I can't think of a single exception. If it's more than two years, there can be ways to not have to open an estate, but every situation's unique, so you have to check with an attorney to be sure. Before you ever list the property, you're going to want to find out who actually has to sign everything. Because I get so many calls of people saying, well, I went under contract and the executor's all that needs to sign. But now, you know, this will be sellers that are closing at other offices. And the attorney's saying, we got to have all of the kids sign. Well, yeah, that attorney is right. Mm -hmm. Because there are so few paths to allow the executor to sign alone when the estate is open. Uh, almost all of the paths for real estate require the joinder of the heirs and their spouses if they're married. And imagine if you went under contract, the executor signed by themselves, and you're going through the process and you find out one of the heirs didn't actually want to sell the property. They felt like they were entitled to the property and they're not going to sign anything. Or worse, the heir spouse says, we shouldn't sell. I'm not signing a darn thing. And then you're stuck or, you know, having to litigate and figure out what can you do to be able to sell this property because you're under contract to sell this to a buyer, but you've got people that say, I never agreed to that. I'm not signing anything. Mm -hmm. So that kind of goes back to figure out who needs to sign and then have those people sign your listing agreement and the contract because then they're bound to sign all of the closing documents too. They didn't sign the listing agreement, they didn't sign the contract, and one of them gets squirrely and does not want to sign the deed, the lien waiver, all that other stuff. You can find yourself in a world of hurt. Yeah, definitely. Big issues. And Tana, you've been doing this a while. You've seen this before, haven't you? Oh, I've gotten people downright nasty. They either didn't know their spouse had to sign or one of the brothers, you know, is is in jail, and so we have to find somebody to go get them to sign. I mean, some people will get downright nasty with you because they didn't realize that everybody had to sign. Mm -hmm. There's just steps you got to take, and it's best to go ahead and understand them up front before you even list the property. I mean, before you even contact an agent, you might as well go ahead and try to take care of steps one and two, maybe, you know. But yeah. yeah, but especially if you're an agent, if you can do some of this legwork up front, find out, has there been an estate opened? Did the person have a will or not? Because the will can control where the property goes, not always if it wasn't specific or didn't have a residuary clause or all kinds of reasons, but usually the will tells you who owns the real property now. But if they didn't have a will, then the North Carolina laws of intestacy control who owns the property. So you might assume so-and-so passed away, his wife wasn't on the deed, but they were married, so it should be hers now, right? Well, did he have kids? I don't know. I mean, there's all kinds of things. You're, you're probably going to have to draw the family tree the, so that we can figure out under the laws of intestacy no who lie. owns this. <laughs> and, you know, I was um, I thought this was interesting. I, I'd seen another attorney's seller info sheet recently, and I think you might have seen it, too, but you were looking at it for a different reason. But he, this attorney said, if this closing involves an estate, you need to go ahead and send us the family tree. <laughs> really I did not see that yeah I did not see that yeah I, I kind of <laughs> I thought it was interesting because you know if there's a will you don't have to worry about that as much but right. if there's not a will 
My goodness. I think of in our office, we have a, a title abstractor and not every attorney has an in-house abstractor, but we like to do that just so we can turn title faster. Well, this particular file has what eight estates involved, seven estates involved. Oh, because the heir of the, yep, the, you the know, estate passed too. Yeah. So the, the person who owned the property passed away and then all of their heirs passed away. And some of the heirs' heirs have passed away. Not all of them had wills. That's fact, just when most you bang your head up against the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's when you call your buyer and say, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure you want to buy this? But it, you also have to set expectations with the, the buyer of, okay, this is not going to be easy to sort out. Mm-hmm. And estate issues are title issues. They have to be sorted out before closing. You can't close if we, you don't have authority for the seller to sign. And you can only figure out whether the seller has the authority to sign by going through and figuring out these estate issues. So if you've got one like this particular one where there's seven or eight estates involved, you're not closing in two weeks. Oh, no. I mean, there's one, it's going to be difficult to figure out, get all the estates back in that time from all the different relevant counties. But what about the ones where there was no estate? we got to figure out, okay, who were the heirs? You know, you got to look at those charts that you have to find online and read the statutes to figure out who actually owns this property now. And it's not simple. Right. It's, you know, it takes a lot of time and detailed work. And you'd really hate to be in a position where you've gotten, you think everyone to sign the contract, but really you had no idea. You've got so many more people that need to be involved and you don't know whether they will or won't. Think of another closing we've got right now where the seller had just had the, or the listing agent just had the executor sign everything. And one of the sister's She's not. She won't sign anything. So there's, that's a whole different host of issues. I'm not going to talk through how you remedy that, but I'll tell you how you can avoid it, and that's by doing the legwork up front. And if you're not sure, don't assume. Ask an attorney. You can ask the real estate attorney, even if they're not. Like for example, even if we're not closing it, if an agent reaches out and asks for help, as long as we don't have any conflicts of interest. I want to help. Right. So, you know, don't be stressed out if you don't, if you're the listing agent and you don't get to pick where the closing is. Attorneys understand. <laughs> they want to be able to help. I know that is a lot of information, probably more than people really care to know about estates or when your seller is in a state. Maybe you know all that already, but if not, hopefully you got some tip out of that that can make it a little bit easier for you next time around. If you've got questions, of course, reach out to us. We'd love to help you if you're in North Carolina especially if you're around Lake Norman. We cover all the counties around this the lake. So Cabarrus, Catawba, Gaston, Mecklenburg, Iredell. What am I missing? I'm missing one. Rowan and Rowan. Cabarrus, I said Gaston. That. We yep. don't even know what counties we do. <laughs> we do a lot of counties in North Carolina. We'd love to help you with those. So I hope that this podcast was helpful to you. At least get a little nugget out of it to make your life a little bit easier. And we will catch you on the next episode of the North Carolina Real Estate Show.